This is Write Your Own Story, Three Keys to Rise and Thrive in Life and Business. I'm your host, Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian. Hello, loves. At the time of this recording, we're just coming off of Memorial Day weekend, which signifies the start of a new season. We're rolling into summer. And I love the change of seasons because it is a reminder to me that life isn't supposed to be this one constant controlled sequence. It has different dynamics, different, and depending on where you live, different weather, things can be different. And I also love connecting seasons to nature and the whole idea that we can create the life that we want, but we have to create the conditions to harvest the life that we want. What seeds are we sowing? Are we providing nutrition and hydration? And, you know, just like maybe when you planted your flowers or your garden these last couple of weeks, the amount of intention that you put into selecting what you wanted to grow. Well, we're the same, y'all. And This summer season can be an interesting one, especially for working parents, because it's a time of transition. But I want to remind you today that we do create the conditions for the life that we want. And part of that is deciding, what life do I want? Because we can be in this just treadmill of tasks and calendar appointments and activities that just We're moving fast, but we're not necessarily going anywhere. We're not going where we want to go. So maybe this is the season that you get off the treadmill and decide where you want to go. And so today's guest, Kara and I talk about her exploring and being curious and trying things and moving to new places. And I have been watching Kara over the last few years, literally light up from the inside. I mean, this woman just looks happier. And as I watched that, I was like, what is she doing? And then when you start listening to her messages and paying attention to the things that she's focused on, she's being curious. She's exploring her life exploring what's for her. And y'all, we have the ability to do that at any stage of life. And so before you dismiss Kara's message, because she's fairly young, because age is a relative (laughs) discussion, um, single, no kids. So you may be married with a ton of kids that are screaming in the background thinking, oh yeah, that's, that's fine for her. But no, 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 no. We're not doing that today. I want you to listen to Kara's message through the lens of what could apply for you. Because no matter what stage of life that we're in, we have the ability to create the conditions for the life we want. But we have to decide a little more about what we do want. We always quick to just talk about what we don't want, what we don't like. That negativity bias runs deep in our patterns. But I want you to open your heart 
and your eyes and your mind today and say, what out of this message is for me? Okay, here we go. So I reached out to you. I met you at an event many years ago and have continued to follow you on social media. And I just have been really inspired by your story and watching things play out. And it immediately reminded me of Courtney Warren in our very first Stand Tall in Your Story event. She told a story about the key to her success or her career had been that she had always led with curiosity and just, hey, I might try that or I wonder about this. And she did it a generation or, or, or two ago in her as her career was starting within company confines of, of this role or this company or this industry. And what we're seeing now, which I love, is you can let your curiosity lead you as an individual. You don't have to do it by being connected to a specific company or a specific industry or a specific role. And you have just been kind of rolling with opportunities as they come to you. And I tell you, girl, you are just beaming and flourishing. And I mean, you you legit like feel and look different over these last few years as I've just watched you just light up. Well, thank you for saying that. I have goosebumps right now because Aww. it is so true. And I feel like one thing I started doing like recently the past, maybe six, eight months, especially is to stop viewing things as coincidences. You know, I'm like, okay, you put in the work, you're ready for this, you know, mentally, physically, you know, good things are going to come to you and you're just going to attract those. And it's not like, oh, well, I just happen to be lucky and have this opportunity. It's like, no, like these things are supposed to happen to you. That is gold right there. So often we want to deflect even compliments or anything like that, especially as, as women, which is, um, I'm working on that, <laughs> helping people understand that. But you, I mean, when I met you, I don't even know, five, six years ago, you had moved to Indiana, even though you didn't know anybody here. Let's just start there. What was that about? Like you just picked up a map and went, that looks interesting. Like, how did you get here? How did you get to <laughs> so Indiana? actually, yes, exactly. That's how it happened. So I was born in a small town in Ohio, but I knew from an early age, actually, when I was 12 years old, I was on a school trip in San Diego, California. And that's when I knew I'm like, hey, you got to get out of your small town. There's so much to see in the world. My parents were really big on vacations and traveling all growing up. So I saw a lot of places. So for college, I uh, went to a small school in Ohio originally, was playing basketball there, blew out my knee again, you know, typical sob story. And then after that, I decided to go down to Wilmington, North Carolina. Just kind of on a whim, you know, again, didn't really know anybody. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go live at the beach. You know, I'm 20 years old. That sounds awesome. So went down there, went to school, ended up staying down there for about seven, eight years and loved it. I mean, it was paradise, you know, just beautiful. But most of my family was in Ohio and we're really close, you know, my siblings, parents, cousins. And I felt like I was missing out on a lot of events and holidays and all of that. So I was home in 2018 for Thanksgiving and I remember my cousin telling her daughter, who was maybe three years old, hey, this is your cousin, Kara. And it just hit me like my own cousin doesn't know who I am. And that just, you know, broke my heart. So I'm from North Carolina. I quit my job. I sold my house. I was at my friend Jennifer's house and I was looking at a map on the computer. And I was like, where do I move? And Indianapolis just kind of stuck out to me. I was looking, you know, kind of Chicago, Columbus, all over. And Indy just pulled me in. I didn't know why at the time I do now. But yeah, so I just decided to move to Indy. And that's kind of how it happened. 
I love that. And again, if we go to not seeing things as a coincidence, you felt called mm-hmm. and that's where I'm going to go. So why do you now know that Indy was part of the master plan after all? What's What's been happening in the last five years? So I've had... I've had eight knee surgeries over the years since, you know, 2010, I played volleyball and basketball, a lot of injuries. And for most of my life, I, you know, I'm like, I'm an athlete. That's who I was. That was my identity. And then I struggled a lot mentally for about 10 years or so dealing with that. And uh, even about two, gosh, I guess three years ago now, I was still in a lot of knee pain where it hurt to walk. I would not want to get groceries. I was in so much pain all the time with my knee. And so I was at a place called recovery room, you know, cryotherapy. And the owner was like, Hey, have you heard about this guy, this physical therapist, this place called IFAST? And I'm like, I don't need a physical therapist. I've done that a million times. And he's like, Kara, you have to go see this guy. He's like, call him right now. And I'm like, fine. So, you know, I pick up the phone, call him up, make an appointment. And he has a very non-traditional way of, you know, seeing things. And I'm like, this guy's a little bit, you know, crazy. Like this is not going to work. He gave me some breathing exercises. Within about four weeks, I noticed a huge, huge difference. I started training there. Within a few months, I was playing basketball again. So I went from just being absolutely miserable, terrible quality of life to playing sports again, which just blew my mind. So I remember so many times just leaving there and just being so full of gratitude. And there were times where I lay in bed at night and my heart was just bursting. I was crying. I couldn't sleep. I'm like, that's the first time I really felt what, you know, gratitude was experiencing it through that. So I'm like, that's why I was in Indy to find iFast and to totally change my quality of life. Oh my gosh, that gives me chills. Because when you just see something as being called to it and you don't even really know why, and then the pieces of the puzzle start to come together, mm-hmm. we're always being led to the things that we need or desire. But so often we've been told that we're supposed to control everything about our life instead of connect And that's always the way that I let my life be guided is connection over control because we block so many blessings by thinking that we're supposed to be controlling it. Mm -hmm. And this was literally changed your life. And I feel like when you're in a good place mentally, you're so much more apt to being aware of things like that. Like, again, kind of going back to not viewing things as coincidences. I'm like, I feel like things happen all the time to me now. And then I was like, they've always been happening. You're just aware of it now. And that really was like, wow, you know, a big moment for me to realize that. Well, and you mentioned gratitude. So being aware of what's happening to you is one thing, but then allowing yourself to experience the emotion of gratitude, that's a whole different level because our brains are wired for us to have connection. And when we attach emotion to a situation, you literally log it into your brain as something significant. And so then you start to attract more of those things that are, that you're grateful for, that have some emotional connection to it. So you are a friend of the show and a business partner of mine, Eliza Kingsford is an actual like practicing therapist and all the neuroscience geeky stuff. But she says it really is the whole good vibes, bad vibes is real. So you're putting out so much of those good vibes by practicing gratitude that you're bringing more goodness into your life. Absolutely. And so 
for me personally, I'm a Christian. And for a while, I think I struggled with like the idea of energy because I'm like, is that coming from God? You know, and kind of went back and forth with that. But now that I'm so in tune with myself, I can sense it like no other, you know, walking into a room or just the people around me. And I feel like I let my circle get really, really small lately. Not because someone isn't a good person, but I'm like, are they helping me grow? Like, what are our discussions like? You know, I met with a friend, you know, after VCon on Friday or Saturday, and we were talking about our business goals and mindset and all these things. And I'm like, that's what we should be surrounding ourselves with. I don't care if Susie Q wore this or what so-and-so posted, you know, it's irrelevant. And so I've been really intentional about who I give my time to because they rub off on you, you know, and it's like, you have some friends who are very negative and they're always complaining and then I start, you know, to do that as well. And so I've been, again, very intentional about watching who I'm spending time with. Well, the saying many years ago, I can't even remember who it was. I'll have to look it up. But, you know, you are the sum of the five people that you spend your most of your time with. And I always used to talk to my kids about that. And I'm with you on the, some people would call it energy, the new age, I, I, I'm Jesus loving Christian girl too. And I never, I never want the Lord to think that I'm, skewing any way outside of, 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 of him. And, and I also have learned that, that the energy thing is biblical. It's the Holy spirit within us. Like that's, that's what it is. And it is a beautiful thing when you start to know that you're being guided in that way. And I think kind of a lot of it comes to like from personal development where I feel like it's so cliche and you think of, you know, self-help books, you know, back in the day and you're like, oh, I only need that if I have issues, you know, and I'm like, no, every single person benefits from it. So I partnered with a direct sales company, a hair company, gosh, four years ago already. And a lot of the leaders in the company were really into it. And so at first I like, you know, wasn't really buying into it. And I'm like, I don't need that. And then I'm like, what do you have to lose? So now, you know, a few years later, I, I love my podcast. I love journaling. I love, you know, taking notes and thinking about things from different perspectives. And I feel like so much of my success now is because I'm committed to that personal development where, you know, I no longer think that I'm above that or I don't need it. And it's not like you do it and you reach a certain point and you're good. It's, you know, a constant state where you're always working on yourself. Because we're always growing in new opportunities. And every time we grow with a new opportunity, we're in a place we've never been before. So we do need development and guidance and help for whatever next level that we're going to. I think the best investment that we can make is the investment in ourselves because that is the one thing that we have the most influence over how we use that. And so in investing time into learning and reading and understanding ourselves will always pay high dividends. Absolutely. So you went, you got to Indianapolis. I mean, just walk us through some of the steps of the story. So I got my real estate license in North Carolina in 2016, and it always worked in new construction. So new home sales, walking through the, you know, the design, the construction, all of that. And so, you know, a natural path was to continue that here. So I started working for a builder here in Indy in January of 2019. I really enjoyed it. But then I had a friend through social media who had his own like remodeling company. And I'm like, that would be interesting to get a little different perspective of it. And also not work every single Saturday and Sunday. That was my whole entire career was working every weekend. Um, I was just tired of missing out on things. So I started working for him for a little bit, you know, and then COVID happened and like all that craziness. So I got back into after COVID working for a local home builder. And again, loved it, very passionate about it. 
but just wasn't on fire for it anymore. And honestly, the biggest thing was the stress that I had. I got to a point about a year and a half ago where I started having a lot of health issues. I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. I'd, you know, wake up at 2 a.m. every single morning and start taking notes, freaking out. Oh, I forgot to put this change order out. I'd have to fall asleep with TV on because my brain wouldn't shut off. I was having some serious, you know, gut issues. And I'm like, this is not how you're supposed to be living. And so I'd always done some things on the side with, you know, social media and affiliate marketing and UGC. But then about a year ago, I was like, this could be a full-time thing. And I'm like, are we really doing this? And I'm like, yeah, that was, gosh, yeah, last May. So just about a year ago. And social media, people give it a bad rap, but there are so many beautiful things about it. I mean, honestly, even meeting you is through social media. So our mutual friend, Nikki, she hosted a Pilates class, like a free Pilates class. I found her on Instagram when I first moved to Indy and I showed up as Pilates class with all these people I didn't know. And then her and I ended up, you know, getting some food afterwards, started talking. And that's how I got invited to the gala that you and I met at. So yeah, it's all through social media and there are so many opportunities and I'm like, it's all about how you use it. You know, I don't follow celebrities and athletes and people who are going to, you know, make me compare myself to them, but there's so many opportunities out there. And so now with affiliate marketing with Monet, the hair company, but also like UGC, like user generated content, you know, and digital guides. And there's so many ways that you can bring in an income and people are just so scared of it because they don't know any better. I get really concerned when parents are not understanding that these are real opportunities and real money-making jobs and their kids are very aware and very interested in this and they kind of treat it like a lead singer in the rock band idea. Like it's a one in a million kind of thing. And sure, there are the Alex Earls of the world who are blowing up like Mick Jagger did back in the day, but there is a real space for people to come in to, to these opportunities. College isn't for everybody. Their trades may not be for you. It, you know, if you're creative and you have a great story and you want to tell messages and you want to connect with people, it absolutely is a viable career for people. And I think the other thing is that we have to do a much better job as a society of thinking about career in terms of chapters of a story, not I have to know exactly what I'm going to do for the next 50 years. And your story is a perfect example of that. I'm going to modify and change some things and I'm going to try this and see how this goes. And the fact that when you realize that your health was suffering, that you said, nope, I'm not willing to sacrifice myself for any career or job. I just want to just shout from the rooftops. Like that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. I feel like probably in the past three or four months, I've had a lot of coffee meetings, dates with different friends who are on this very traditional career path. And they start voicing to me their concerns. They're saying, hey, you know, I want to start a family soon, or I want this. I don't have any freedom, any flexibility. And I think that just helping people find their passion is so inspiring to me because I'm like, this doesn't have to be your life. It doesn't have to be your story. Like my, one of my favorite like mottos right now is you're not too old and it's not too late. You know, I'm 30 and I feel like I'm finally stepping into like who I'm called to be. And it's just the most beautiful thing. And I'm like, if I would have stuck to the traditional path, none of this would have happened, you know? And it's like, you just have to put yourself out there. I saw a TikTok the other day, this, she was probably mid twenties, maybe. And she's sitting in her car and she says, I don't want a boss bitch. 
I tried it. I want to get married and I want to have babies and I want to go to TJ Maxx and I want to decorate my front porch and I want to have dinner ready for my husband and I want to take pictures of my baby. And she was just going on and on. And I'm like, yeah, do that. Whoever put out this message that there is this one path for everybody that is high school, college, career, like that's not the way God intended it, or he wouldn't have made it different down to our fingerprints. He made us all different on purpose for a purpose. And I don't want my daughter or any young woman to think, or young man to think that there's just this cookie cutter approach to life. That's miserable. Yeah. And you bring up TikTok and I'm glad you did because I feel like TikTok started out with some, you know, silly little kids dancing app, you know, years ago. But I think that it's doing such a great job changing the narrative of what your life could look like. And I feel like, I mean, this is how, you know, who we were born to be, but also after COVID, we just crave connection. And there's so much opportunity online where it's like, hey, that's not just me, you know, and I think it takes being vulnerable to really get to that state. So for example, I have vitiligo, the skin condition where I don't get pigment on certain parts of my skin. And I've had it for probably 15 years or so. It used to be just a tiny little spot next to my eye. I mean, it wasn't noticeable at all. And now every single year, it spreads a little bit more, uh, primarily like on my hands. You can see it, especially when I get a little bit of a suntan. And I used to be so self-conscious about it a year ago. I, I was still buying body makeup to cover it up every single day. Like I was so, so self-conscious about it. And all of a sudden, maybe about two months ago, I just stopped caring. And now I love it. Like I'm out in the sun. I'm like, hey, like, please get darker so I can see like the contrast more. And I love it now. And there is um, a famous model named Winnie Harlow. You may have heard of her. She has vitiligo, you know, all over her skin. And I'm like, she inspired me, you know, made me feel more confident. And it's like, so what can you share about your personal life or yourself that somebody else can see, even a stranger and be like, hey, it's not just me or I can relate to that or they're not perfect. And I'm like, that's what it's all about is just relating to people, you know, knowing you're not alone. Oh my gosh. TikTok and building that kind of community, 150,000%. I have a client and a good friend, Brenna Beard, who is lives in a small town north of Indianapolis. She grew up on in this small town community. She's working for a big company right now, but she's in the ag space. And we were working together in you know, career coaching. And she said, you know, I really want to inspire other farming Midwest young women like me, that it's okay to be the small town girl who loves Jesus and lives on the farm, but also likes Alex Earl and all the <laughs> other things. And she said, I, I kind of want to do that. And I said, do it. Cause she had been putting out a few things on TikTok that I, and she just like you, she has this great personality. And I said, okay, if you're going to do it, do it. And she is having the most fun. And I'm telling you what her following is growing so fast because she's being herself. And mm -hmm. she just went through a breakup and she shared about that. And Nashville artist just stitched one of her videos because it related to a song that she had just wrote. And she messaged me this morning. She was like, oh my <laughs> gosh. But the point is when we are ourselves, like unapologetically, here's my skin condition. Here's where I live. Here's what I love. We attract the people we need and that need us. I always talk about the difference between marbles and puzzles marbles don't stick together. If you're trying to be perfect and you're buffing out all of your edges, 
and you take a handful of marbles and try to put them together, they all roll away. But puzzle pieces, everybody different on purpose. Man, when you put puzzle pieces together, it's far more beautiful. It's stronger. And every piece of that puzzle matters. And so we've got to be more comfortable just being this unique person that we are and loud and proud with it. Yeah, just being more authentic. And you brought up Alex Earl a couple of times. So funny, quick story. I was actually in Miami last week and I'm sitting there at Joe and the Juice just, you know, doing my work. And I kind of glance up and she's right there in front Shut of me. Up. And I'm like, and I was frozen. I couldn't even like grab my phone to like sneak a picture. Like she had a coffee pickup. So she was in and out pretty quick, but I'm sitting there. I'm like, did that just happen right now? But you know, everyone is like, oh, Alex Earl, Alex Earl. But why do people like her? You know, there's a million girls just like her, you know, on the internet. But it's because she was vulnerable and very authentic. You know, she struggled with really bad acne for a while. And she showed, you know, raw, unfiltered pictures of that, you know, and she's like, hey, my room's a mess. My life's a mess. You know, I had two hours of sleep. I'm hungover, whatever it is. And she's just so raw. And I feel like that's kind of the shift between generations too. between Instagram's always, you know, you're curated, you're picture perfect. But then Gen Z came along and TikTok and they're just saying everything and they want to probably way too much information sometimes and you're like I don't want to hear that but it's like that's why people gravitate towards people like Alex you know some of the other young creators it's because they're so honest like society is so sick of like everything being so picture perfect these days and I'm always saying to leaders that I coach unless you're willing to share your vulnerabilities and your authentic story you're going to struggle influencing and leading people in this day and age. I, I call it the shift from the industrial age model where we, everything needed to be controlled and measured and optimized to the age of humanity, which is messy. And it's everyone's different. And there's this authenticity and vulnerability to it that leaders who aren't willing to make that shift are going to struggle because people don't want to work for somebody that isn't willing to do that. Absolutely. And there's so many directions you can take with that. I mean, there's so many things that I have, like my dreams that I have that I know what I want to do. I just don't really know how to get there yet. And I definitely need to start sharing about it more. I'm a huge Ed Milet fan, one of my favorite entrepreneurs, podcast authors. And one thing that he says all the time is that you are in the best position to help the person that you used to be. You are in the best position to help the person who you used to be. So I go back and think of high school Kara and early college Kara, you know, 20s Kara. And I'm like, I never really had a good mentor, someone to look up to. You know, I struggled with X, Y, and Z, whether it was mental things or, you know, eating disorders, all that kind of stuff. And I just kind of fought through it by myself. So I'm like, if I can, you know, put out content or be a resource or a mentor to people, these young girls who are dealing with it probably tenfold the time that I did when I was younger, that would be the ultimate goal. You know, it's like, end of the day, I just want to help people and inspire people. So there's so many different avenues you can take with that inspiration and impact as well. And not thinking that you have to have it all figured out. So because you've been putting yourself out there, you've been attracting these opportunities. So you recently got invited to a really great opportunity in Indianapolis. Tell us about how that whole Gary V thing happened. Yeah. So I got a random Instagram message from Beacon, so Gary Vaynerchuk's annual convention, maybe a month and a half ago. And they're like, hey, Kara, we'd love for you to be a part of the creator team for Beacon this year. Please send us an email, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, amazing. You know, I love Gary V. And so, yeah, we got all set up and everything. And I actually was on a Zoom call with Gary and a few other creators before the event. Got to meet him down there. And we just got to be a part of this creator team. And hearing some of these people's stories, 
it just got me so fired up and they're doing huge things and and they don't take any like excuses you know we were sitting down having lunch one day talking to a couple of them and I'm like okay here's what I want to do he's like what did you do x y and z and I'm like well no he's like why not and I'm like I just haven't yet and he's like go home and do it today you know he's like you know what you need to do and you know I love I love reading I love podcasts I love getting inspired in that way but end of the day like we know what we need to do we don't need more inspiration we don't need this it's like sit down you know get your computer out and get to work like you're just kind of putting off you know you're never going to be fully inspired whether it's business wise or going to the gym you just kind of like get your butt up and do it sometimes and let go of it being all the way like perfectly planned out. I think that's the biggest limitation or hesitation that I see with people, especially those that have been in corporate like jobs or, you know, I'm 50, how old am I? Seven. I, you know, people <laughs> in, in my age demographic is we were sold this lie that you had to have it figured out. You had to have a plan and then you go execute the plan. And I just got tired of the confines of that. And now my motto is let's just try shit. I don't know if things are always going to work. And sometimes things don't work out. Sometimes they feel miserably, but I always learn from that. And we exactly. just try stuff. It's so much more fun. Yes. The other day I saw a quote on Instagram and it said, your addiction to learning is keeping you stuck. And I was like, yep, guilty, you know, where I feel like I have to have everything put together, whether I'm sending out stuff for my, you know, hair clients or whatever it is, you know, UGC, I'm like, nobody's going to know if it's perfect because it's only perfect to you, you know, and it's like, just get out of your head and just put it out there. Same with like content on social media. I used to have to have, you know, the best lighting, the best angles. And now I'm like, I'll just get on there and talk sometimes. And sometimes I'll stutter, whatever it may be. It's like, just put it out there. It's like, just post it, just post it. That's how you're going to get engagement and connect with people. If you're always scared, you're never going to end up posting anything. And then you're like, well, another three months went by. I didn't post anything on TikTok. You know, I didn't meet any people today. And so you say, oh, it didn't work. Nope. You didn't put it out there. You don't know if it didn't work. You know, the number of, of people men and women that I'll talk to coaching them or they're considering me as a coach and almost a hundred percent of them will say, well, I'm thinking about going back to school or I'm thinking about getting another degree or I'm thinking about taking another class. And I'm like, how many more external validation letters behind your name is it going to take for you to feel better inside? Like mm -hmm. the answer isn't out there. The answer is in here, in you, you have to bring what's in you and put it out in the world. That's the difference. And I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, education is great. There's a time and place. And if you want to be, you know, such as a civil engineer, she had to go to college. There's certain things that it's required, of course. But with the internet these days, you can learn anything you want. Like get on YouTube, do some research. Like for my, you know, Monet business, we're working on a lot of things, you know, like providing value. So doing like a freebie, like newsletter type thing. And so the goal with that, you know, is obviously provide value, but also, you know, get their email address, get it on your email list, start drip marketing. And I have somebody on my team who I'm mentoring and she is, she's probably late forties, I think. And she was never on social media, any of that. And she is killing it right now. She's like learning all of these things. And she's like, it's hard and it's uncomfortable because I just am not familiar with it, but I'm doing it. And she's like, if I can do it, then anybody can do it. And that's just like the message I want to give out. You know, it's like, I don't care who you are, what your background are, is, what your resources are, because we all have the internet. You can make anything possible. And kind of to your point earlier, when you said it didn't work, 
how long were you trying for? You know, like I'm, I'm in affiliate marketing and people think, you know, it's a get rich quick thing. There is a heck of a lot of money in this business. I mean, an insane amount where sometimes I'm like, this is like too good to be true. Like, do I deserve this? Then I, I know I do, but people do it for a month or six weeks. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I'm not a millionaire yet. I'm not making six figures yet in a month. I'm going to give up. And I'm like, it builds on each other, you know? So it's like, I've been doing this for four years and that's why I'm seeing what I'm seeing because I never gave up on it, you know? And people are just so quick to jump to something new if it's not instant gratification. And because you are putting out love and light and curiosity and all the goodness, you are attracting opportunities like Gary V reaching out and saying, hey, come to my conference, which as you started this conversation, wasn't a coincidence. It was four years of you investing in this as a practice that now all of a sudden it makes sense that it's yeah, an opportunity just, that's coming to you. And it's like reaping the rewards, you know, and it's funny, as soon as I left my other corporate job, I remember, so there are a couple of trainers at the gym that I go to and one of them usually works in the afternoon. I didn't see him very often. And, but, you know, we were, you know, good buddies hung out sometimes. And a few weeks later, he happened to be in there one day and he just looked at me and he's like, you're different. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, you just look happy. And that was like the best compliment and just kind of like reassured that like the decisions that everything happened for a reason. And I'm like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. You know, it's like when people say that you look happy, I'm like, that is just like, you know, the best thing you can possibly hear from somebody. And I noticed it too. Like I said, that's that's one of the main reasons I reached out. I was so excited when I saw the Gary V thing, but I thought to myself, I have loved watching literally your inner light. And sure, people could say, oh, well, she's got this hair care thing. She's got all the best products. Oh, well, she's beautiful. Well, it's no wonder. Listen, I know people that have the best products and all the right things that they're doing with their face and their hair and their body, but their inner light is not shining bright and you can just, it's just not the same. And you absolutely, I would agree a hundred percent that it's just your happiness factor just keeps growing. <laughs> it does. And then like more things happen and you just get happier. And it's like, I mean, I'm in the middle of Chicago right now, you know, just hanging out for a few days. You know, yesterday I was working from the pool on a Monday and I'm like, everyone's like, oh, you know, Mondays suck. And I'm like, that doesn't have to be your narrative. If you don't like something about your life, whether it's your career or your body or your health or, you know, your mental state, fix it. Like there are so many things you can do. And kind of to your point earlier, I mean, my hair, I used to bleach it. I had extensions. It was oh really my gosh, rough you're for before a while. and afters when you yeah. started doing the, the hair. I was like, oh my gosh. So, yes. Like my hair used to suck. My skin used to suck. I actually recently finally shared a picture. Alex Harrell inspired me. I used to have terrible acne, acne scars. And I posted it on my social media the other day and I posted it and then like put my phone down for like an hour. I'm like, <laughs> oh, did I really just do that? But I'm like, that's like where the growth came to, you know, I used to be very insecure, you know, I wasn't confident at all. And with like the hair products that I sell, they're absolutely amazing. And I used to think it was kind of like, what are the reasons I'm doing this? And I was at a local business in Indy and I'd know the owner for a while and his wife became a client of mine maybe eight months or so ago. And him and I were just chatting about life and he was like, Hey, by the way, he's like, thanks for those products you give my wife. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, she was so self-conscious about her hair. And now that she loves it again, I have seen her transform not only in her work life in her home life and our personal life and our relationship. And he's like, because she's confident now with her appearance, 
that's totally transformed, you know, her everyday to day living. And I started tearing up and I'm like, okay, Kara, that's why you do it. You know, it's not vain, you know, to like, you know, love your hair, love your skin again. It's an avenue that gets you, you know, so many other things. So I'm like, end of the day, like hearing those stories, that's what keeps me going. I love that. And that is changing people's lives. Yeah. Your hair, you know, your health and things like that. And I'm like, I eat very healthy. I work out. I'm very active, you know, and stuff. And I'm like, that makes such a huge difference, you know, in your confidence, you know, the whole, you know, look good, feel good is so true. My corporate clients too, when, when you're miserable, the first thing I say is, okay, how are you doing it taking care of you? And there's lots of excuses and this and that. And then we just have to peel it back because we were sold this message that, that was selfish, that we were supposed to take care of everybody else and our jobs came first. And then you're tired and you're sick and you're miserable and your confidence is waning. And I'm like, okay, we got to flip the script on this until you start taking care of you. Another promotion is not going to make you feel better. Exactly. One thing that Gary said on, I think it was Saturday, he said, everything is very black and white. Like you make things up in your head, right? And he's like, you aren't building crap until you're good. He's like, until you are mentally good, until you are physically good, nothing bigger is going to happen. You're going to be stagnant where you are. Like you have to focus on yourself first and then things are going to take off. And I'm like, yes, amen to that. It's true. When I started this business seven years ago, I spent an entire year sitting on my back patio during the the summer months and, and in my kitchen during the winter months. In the morning, first thing, prayer, journal, meditation, getting my mind right, healing my heart, letting go of old wounds and hurts. And in the moment, it felt really like I wasn't doing anything. Like I was supposed to be building a business. I should have been busy. I should have been stressed out like I used to be. You should have been grinding and and striving. And over time, and this is honestly where the striving versus thriving came from in my business. And over time, I just saw the benefits and I saw the benefits like you. And, and it's to the point now where I don't set appointments before 10 o'clock on my calendar, unless there's, I'm traveling for a keynote or, or something like that. But the majority of days I still spend self-time stillness, prayer, journaling, because when I take care of me, everything else seems to work out a whole lot better. Yes. I love that you mentioned that because I'm the same way where like my mornings are for me. So this morning I woke up, I got a coffee. I walked for an hour around Chicago. I had a podcast in, you know, and it's like just getting yourself mentally prepared for the day is huge. Whereas with my old job, I woke up in chaos all the time. You know, I had so many unread emails and I wake up and I'm stressed out for first thing in the morning. And I'm like, that is no way to start your day. So yeah, I feel like how you set up your mornings are so important. Um, I'm sure you probably read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's very well known, but I love that there are so many tangible things in it. So for example, he talks about habit stacking. So with my, with all my knee stuff and the physical therapist, I have these resets I have to do every single day. And it's hard to add things into your routine. You know, we're all busy. We all have things going on. And so with the habit stacking, it's like, hey, one thing you do every single day, you know, in the morning, okay, I make coffee every single morning. So I'm like, that's how I'm going to stack it. I'm going to make my coffee, then I'm do my reset. So every single day when I'm in my coffee, it triggered to do my resets. And so I feel like a lot of people, you know, they get so motivated for a split second and they want to add all these things on, okay, I'm going to journal, I'm going to meditate, I'm going to do all these things. And they fall off three days later because it's overwhelming, you know, and it's like, focus on one thing at a time. 
because you have to have those habits that are going to stick. And it's like, you can never count on motivation to get you where you're going. It's always your habits. I love that more and more I have clients that will do, instead of just getting on a call or going out for a drink or we'll do walk and talks. It's like, Hey, did you get a walk in today? No. Well, let's meet at four. Let's, I met a client yesterday at four o'clock on the Monon and we did a walk and talk and more people are seeing the benefit of stacking those habits together so that you get mutual benefit out of it as well, especially when you're doing it together. I'm excited for you. I know you're off on another adventure. Are you going to do the nomad life for a while? That's what I'm kind of thinking. I read this years ago, probably 15 years ago. And it's like, think yourself as a bird. You know, if you don't like where you are, just get up and go somewhere else. You know, like, I feel like people in the past weeks have told me like, oh, you're so lucky. I wish I could do that. And I'm like, you can, <laughs> you know, just like make your mind up too. So yeah, I mean, I have a lot of family and friends, you know, all over the country. So I'm just kind of bouncing around right now and visiting and spending time with people and just seeing where it takes me. I love that. And let me translate that message. So if there's someone listening that's got kids and a house and a job, they're here, but they're not happy in their life or their job, you can change your job. You can change your life. It doesn't have to be to the extreme of getting to be you know, live in the nomad life for a while, which I'm also considering in the future as, as my kids kind of go off and do their own thing. Well, you can, you can leave your job. There's nothing that mm -hmm. says that you have to stay in a job that wakes you up at 2am and makes you feel miserable or doesn't allow you to take care of yourself. We have the power to make change in our life. So I hope that your story today has inspired some people to think differently about being stuck. Well, and a lot of it, you know, comes down to fear, you know, and fear is kind of a silly thing when you break it down, because a lot of times you're not scared of something. You're scared of how somebody will react to it. So like for me, I probably would have left India a couple years ago, but my family and I are very close and parents are two hours away and they love having me closer to home. And I was scared to tell them that I wanted to go somewhere else, whether it be Florida or wherever it, you know, I end up, that was what held me back. I wasn't scared myself of doing it. I was scared of what somebody else was going to think of my decisions, you know, and there's some things that carry a little more weight than others. And obviously, you know, family's important and there's different reasons for certain things. But when it comes down to fear, a lot of it isn't internal. It's all external. And, and I think I've just really enjoyed lately talking to people who are also feeling the same way and just want someone to talk to. So if anybody listening right now is like, hey, like, here's what I want to do. I'm stuck or anything like feel free to like DM me on Instagram or TikTok or LinkedIn or anything. I would love to chat with you guys. How can they find you on these various social platforms? So my Instagram, I can't change it. I made it like forever ago. So I my Instagram it. is Care Bear. It's C-A-R-E-B-E-A-R-R -E -E with two underscores. And then my TikTok is Cara, C-A-R-A, Renee, R-E-N-E-E, -E, number seven. Excellent. Definitely. Like I said, if you just want to see a shot of happiness across your screen <laughs> once in a while, follow her for that reason. Thanks for listening to this episode. I would love it if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. And then you can go to RebeccaFleetwoodHessian.com and join the Badass Women's Council. And if you really want to take a deeper dive, join the movement of a thousand thriving women. There's amazing Thrive tools there for you today. Love you, mean it. I'm not coming down.
Hey y'all, fun fact, if you like the music for the podcast, that is actually my son, Cameron Hessian. And I would love it if you would go to Spotify and iTunes and follow him and download some of his other music. My personal favorite is TV Land. <laughs>